Our Friday conversation with Andy Ference is brought to you by Dave'sTop5.com, an online directory of outstanding local businesses. If you're a local business, why use the yellow pages when you can be found on Dave'sTop5.com? And also by Sullivan Brothers Toyota in Kingston and Sullivan Brothers Used Vehicle Outlet in Hanover and by Verizon Fios, a network ahead. Joining us on the AT&T hotline, get it faster with 4G, AT&T, Rethink Possible, our friend Andrew Ferentz. Good morning, Andy. How are you? Good morning, guys. Good. Did uh, did Subban embarrass himself last night with you? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't that surprised. I mean... <laughs> I didn't say surprise you. I said... I think he'd be more... I don't know. I think it's more embarrassing when he's fighting his own teammates in practice. But uh, I don't know. It's it was a hit to you know Crutchy's head, and, and uh, you know I'm the smallest defenseman on our team, so I think he pulled a pretty good card on that one. But I guess he still didn't want to fight. So well, well, were, you, were you surprised he didn't fight? Didn't you think when once you saw him elbow Crutchy? That it was go time that you were going to have to fight fight him and and he's a big guy. Were, were you bracing for for fisticuffs right there, Andy? Well, yeah. I mean, that's what you'd normally expect. But like I said, I wasn't extremely surprised. But I mean, uh, yeah, with most guys, you know, it's it's a big hit on a on a you know one of our key players and obviously a a high hit. You know, Krejci's got the the marks on his face to prove it. So uh, usually pretty cut and dry. Well, what was it? A re- was it a relief? I mean, fighting's no fun, and he's a big guy. Were you like, oh, good? He he went down. He turtled. He cowered, and then no. he smiled. <laughs> no, no, it's not a relief. You, uh, I, I, I enjoy the. What do you what? what? You enjoy those moments? Yeah, those ones are. Those ones are I don't know. It's uh, it's, yeah, part of the fun, part of the game. I guess. I mean, it's uh, um. You know, I'm not big for stage fights. You know, sometimes, but you know, I think in the heat, the heat of the battle, those those are a good part of the game. Hey, Andy, there's a famous YouTube video of you fighting somebody who's like six, six and a half. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh who would that be? I don't know. Uh, they said you fought a guy much, much, much bigger than you and held your own. Uh, we just had a texture said, uh, "Check out Andy on uh, acquitted himself well against a much bigger guy." Well, I think most of the guys are bigger than me, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of choice most of the time, but. Subban's actually, I don't think he's that much bigger than me. I think he's hes probably about the same. He's listed at, as 21 pounds and 2 inches bigger than you. When he was smiling afterwards, and yet, was he was he mocking or ridiculing you or one of your guys? Or what was he laughing I mean, about? He was even smiling after they lost in playoffs last year, and I told him, I, I, like, I'm not much for chirping guys and, and trash talking, but I said, you know, your team's not exactly doing so high right now. I don't know if it looks so great when you're smiling around the, the rink all game. I mean, I don't know. If if got my team was smiling like that after you're losing and, and when you're obviously going through some struggles, uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, well, I guess that's why they're having the kind of practices they're having. Pretend you're a Montreal Canadian. What do you think about his performance as your teammate? Now, obviously, unless you play for the New York Jets and you're trying to kill Mark Sanchez in the newspaper, you're not going to say anything publicly. But privately, in the dressing room, what do the Canadians think about what they saw him do last night? Well, I mean, you can only speak to your own team. I mean, it's, I mean, no, nobody has to be sit around and try to be the toughest team in the league or try to fight all the time. I mean, hey, Andy, we're we're having some we're having some cell phone we're having some cell phone issues. Are are you traveling? No. 
Were you swimming or something? <laughs> what? Let's let's uh, should I put him on hold or should I dump it and recall? You handle that, Chach. You, you know can't. what? I bet he's at, he's recycling. That's what he is. He's at the recycling <laughs> place and sorting his. No, he's in the backyard composting. <laughs> That's what he's doing. <laughs> See, I think if I'm Ferentz, I'm relieved because, as we talk about all the time, fighting's part of the game, but it's not a lot of fun. It's necessary. So he challenges the bigger guy. Yeah. Not that much, but challenges the bigger guy. The bigger guy backs down. So Andy did his job and embarrassed Supon. I think it was embarrassing for Supon. It's almost as embarrassing as getting your ass kicked, isn't it? Yeah. Let's try Andrew again. We're having some cell phone issues there, Andrew. Are you driving in the car somewhere? No, I, I know. I think we're sponsored, we're sponsored by AT&T, but I'm on Verizon, so maybe that's the problem. Yeah, you should get on to AT&T, absolutely. Uh, anyway, right? anyway, where we're all, I was asking you, what do, the, what do you think the Canadians think about what he did last night and his general deportment on the ice anyway? Well, it's just, I mean, like I was just saying, you don't have to be the toughest team in the league or, or fight all the time, and, and they're not. Like, that's not their identity, and, and that's fine. You know, that's uh, um, there's nothing wrong with that. But like I said, the general, you know, I hate using the word, but I'll use it anyways. The general code in hockey is, um, you know, in plays like that, you you man up, you know, and, and that's whether you're big or small or, or you know, whatever you are, you just you just do it. And and so that's that's where I think it, it rubs a lot of guys, you know, around the league and mm-hmm. probably on his own team raw. And and that's, uh, you know, like I said, I think most guys were you know were raised, uh, you know, as kids playing hockey. That, that that's just the way you do it. You know, you don't have to be the toughest guy or or, uh, or anything like that, but uh, you know, if you're going to play that way, and, and and you know, for a direct example in our team, um, you know, before this season started, I, I talked with uh, Marshawn. I mm-hmm. said, uh, if if you're going to play the way you play, you have to fight. You have to drop the gloves, you know, once in a while. Um, and I said, you know, you don't have to fight the toughest guy or fight every time somebody asks you, but but if you're going to play that style of hockey, you. If you want any respect at all around the league, you have to drop the gloves uh, once in a while. And and, he, and and you know, so that's what it's all about. Is is you know not uh, you know not being crazy and not picking up penalty minutes all over the place, but you know at least uh, you know showing up once in a while and, and playing um, playing honest. Do you and your teammates think Marshan's hit in the Vancouver game was a bad hit? Uh, no, you don't. No. You thought he was just ducking to protect himself? Uh, well, I think it. Uh, you know, history history will show a lot of hits like that. A lot of those hip checks, a lot of low hits, um, and uh, and and I think it's it's a very fine line. I'll definitely give you that um, between going after the knees. Uh, um, I used to play with the player uh, Darius Kasparaitis, who he was he was as mean as they came. Uh, and, a, and a vicious uh, hitter, but sometimes he he would do the same thing. But he would literally, you know, drop his knees and his, his butt was almost on the ground, and, and uh, the point of contact was the other player's knee. Um, so, like I said, there's a fine line, and, and and the point of contact on Salo definitely was not the knees. So um, I think that's where a lot of guys thought that, uh, um, you know, where it might have looked uh, looked pretty bad. It, it, it definitely wasn't. Uh, Did you? It was on a knee shot. Do you guys watch Brendan Shanahan's little video explanations? Because he sums it up pretty nicely, and uh, he makes a good case. And by the way, so do a lot of people, Andy. I mean, Gord Kluzak, when he saw it on the broadcast, and Nesson said if he were Sallow, he would have got up and clubbed Marshan over the head with his stick. Well, I wouldn't have clubbed him over the stick. I would have fought him, for sure. Without a doubt, I would have got up and... and and, and uh, definitely would have fought. Or if I was his teammate and saw, you know, somebody do that, I would have fought for sure. 
um, like I, that goes back to our last point. You know, if stuff like that happens within a hockey game. Um, you know, you got to own up for it, and you're going to have to drop the gloves and, and fight. But uh, I probably wouldn't have clubbed him over the head of my stick. I think that uh, might get suspended for that's that. The, that's an exaggeration, that's, that's, but that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, irresponsible. But um, you know, you know, that's that's, uh, that's one of those borderline hits. But it's uh, like I said, I think it's a very fine line. Um, you know, between. Uh, uh, going after guys' knees, but I mean, you look at uh, you look at uh, plenty of exa- other examples around the league where you know guys are going really low on guys and uh, not getting suspended or not even getting reviewed. Hey, Andy, is is, is Marshan's reputation going to make it difficult for him with the officials going forward, at least being under the microscope more because of some past offenses? Uh, probably, yeah. Does he I have mean, to change? Do does he have to change how close he plays to the edge? Um, no, because I think that's what makes him good. Uh-huh. And, and, and uh, um, you know, I think that uh, you definitely have to watch plays like that. That, uh, um, you know, if it is a 50-50 call or, you know, you have people for and against it, you probably won't get the benefit of the doubt, you know, because of the player he is. I mean, that's uh, that's that's the way it's, uh, it's probably going to work. But, um, you know, but uh, there's a lot of players around the league that, that edge is what keeps them in the league and keeps them good. And, and uh, you know keeps them as a uh, as an effective player. So it's it's like we always talk about. You have to you know you know ride that line, but uh, you can't endanger other players. Mm-hmm. And and if you do, you're definitely going to be called uh, you know called the Shanahan's and, and losing a lot of money for it. So that's that's uh, I think everybody you know respects you know the way that NHL is handling you know suspensions and and, and the decisions. And and uh, you know I think. Uh, you know, throughout the league, you know, guys are definitely, uh, you know, it, it's it's definitely on the radar that uh, you know you're going to get stung pretty bad. Uh, um, you know, if you if you make a bad decision and cross that line. Andy, during this stretch, starting with Halloween when you lost back-to-back games to the uh, Canadians, which was the low point, I believe you're 24, 25 games over 500. They're going the other direction. As people are watching how well this Bruins team has played, we sit here and spend some time saying, how can this go wrong? I mean, you know the team is playing well, when the worst thing you can say is maybe they're peaking a little too soon. So how does this team get get uh, sidetracked? Well, I guess obviously injury would be one. Uh, a goalie slump, probably not going to happen because you have, have both of them. And, and a week ago, I would have said com- somebody would have said complacency, and I'm saying not in this dressing room. But hearing Claude's comments after the game last night, he said, quote, we're starting to get sloppy in our play and our decision-making. He said, we have to play better than we played here tonight. Is complacency, is this kind of idea that we are winning all the time, all we have to do is go out on the ice and play, and we will win a problem, or could be? Uh, it's it's something that you need to always, it's like maintenance uh, work. You, you always, uh, uh, it's always easier to, you know, to be sharper in your game and to be more critical and and and, um, and to learn more when you lose. I think because everybody, you know, it kind of stops you and and it uh, uh, smartens everybody up and, and and it's easier to be critical with each other and and, and as a coach, I think uh, to come in um, as opposed to when you're winning. I right. Mean, so I think that you you, you can. Um, I don't know the best way to put. A good example would be. Uh, like as a player, if if you go through ten games and, and you're doing all right and your team's winning, um, but your play can every game just drop a little bit and a little bit and a little bit, and by the tenth game, um, you know it's a pretty big drop, and, and you might not even realize it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we do video and, and and go over things and you watch video from, you know, five ten games ago as compared to, 
you know, your, your most recent game, and, and, and then it's right in front of your eyes, and you can see it. And um, As a team, we'll do the same thing. Is, is obviously study video and go over things and, and always tidy things up and, and have uh, intense practices. Just, uh, you know, you do everything you can to, um, um, you know, to fight against that to decline. But, uh, you know, the biggest thing is, is awareness and, and having a coach that's uh, honest, and, and I think that's why, you know, Claude is a good coach and, and, and the players respect it. You know, some coaches can come off and just spout off after a game and, and say things, and, and, and there's not a whole lot of weight behind it, but uh, what, the way he does it is, is that he's just honest and he tells it the way it is, and, and I think that players, uh, you know, over the years um, have seen that and, and respect it and listen to it, and, and I think that's why, uh, you know, we have a team that, uh, that can be effective and, and fairly consistent. Hey, do you think that was a different Canucks team you saw Saturday than, than you beat in the finals? Obviously, you know, they won the game, but it seemed to me when that six-on-one scrum that they came out determined to show that they weren't going to take your crap anymore. They were going to, uh, you know, in some way, in their way, I guess, yeah, six stand, on up, <laughs> stand up for themselves. Yeah, I, saw, well, I saw Thornton get a stick in the throat, so I don't think it's that different of a team. Yeah, but, but he sticked them back, didn't he? Uh, not in the throat, I don't think. Did he? Uh, uh, are you looking forward to uh, seeing them again in the finals, maybe for uh, for six or seven games like that one you played Saturday? Uh, well, if we're playing anybody in the West in the playoffs, it's a good thing. So uh, right. whether right. it be them or somebody else, I mean, um, I think, uh, um, you know, if you get that far, you're not worried about uh, revenge or, or, you know, picking your own little personal battles. You're just, you know, <laughs> really concerned about winning. And I think that... Uh, um, you know, we learned last year that's probably, uh, you know, the most damaging thing you do is just beat a team. So that, uh, I, I think that would be high on everybody's list uh, as opposed to little personal vendettas. You're a grizzled veteran. Do you care about all-star selections? Do you think you're, some of your teammates, such as uh, number 37, got, got screwed this year? Um, well, I think that I'm really proud of the guys that make it, and, and I think it's a, it's a great accomplishment, but by no means is it a, uh, you know, a, a great, you know, uh, barometer of somebody's career. I mean, if if you don't get selected, like you know, Bergie, I think everybody knows that he's, he's, you know, one of the best forwards in the entire league, and he makes you know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, makes Canada's Olympic team and wins gold, and, and and his importance to us with one in the cup. I mean, I think those things are going to hold a lot more weight than a, than a selection to an All Star game. But you know, so sure, we all think that he should make it, but. Uh, but I think he's much too responsible on the other end of the ice to, uh, uh, you know, to get uh, looks over certain guys uh, for for an all-star type of game. Andy, final question for me: Can I assume that you watched the twenty-four-seven uh, episodes with the Rangers and the Flyers leading up to the Winter Classic? The last one, I didn't see it. No, you didn't see it. No, I mean uh, any of it at all, or just yeah, the last we talked episode? About it last week, and we I, got... I saw the other ones, yeah. but I didn't see right. the last one. Well, not not necessarily the last one, but but in general, are the number of f bombs we hear in that show every week? About average in the National Hockey League? Uh, yeah, there's usually other words too, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like to mix it up once in a while. But yeah, it's, it's weird. It's uh, I can't explain it because I, I have a fairly good mouth. I don't even swear around the kids or at home and stuff like that. And then there's something about walking through the doors of the dressing room that uh, springs out the caveman in you, I guess. Any any Tim Tebow's in your locker room or any locker room you've ever been in, guys who just never, ever swear? No. <laughs> he doesn't swear either no no doesn't, no. Swear. doesn't swear doesn't drink alcohol uh, he's a virgin andy oh, man. yeah no any any, any virgins in your locker room 
No. I mean, Sagan's a young guy. Maybe he has Oh, hasn't, believe me, he after the cup last year, <laughs> he's not a virgin after the cup last year. <laughs> I go to him for advice. There you go. Uh, we should point out that the Spalding Rehab offers many unique adaptive sports activities throughout the year, from water sports to skiing to sled hockey and even rock climbing. Join Spalding's adaptive sports program, something that Andy Ferentz is very much behind. You can join them this Saturday at the Lynch Van Otterloo YMCA. That's in Marblehead. For an adaptive rock climbing session, for more information, contact Bobby at bsdelaney at partners.org. I'll give that to you again. bsdelaney, D-E-L-A-N-E-Y, at partners.org. Andy, thanks for the time. Good conversation. We'll talk to you down the road. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have Andrew Ferentz with Dennison Callahan on the AT&T hotline. See, get A&T. Not that Verizon stuff. Get A&T. Get it faster with 4G. AT&T. Rethink Possible.